Texas. If you're new, welcome to Texas. <laughs> uh, I am Boone, one half of the duo. I'm Levi. And there's Levi. We're both here. We're here to uh, think independently for a little while. Oh, yeah. And uh, just starting off, man, it's, uh, it is election week, so we must say that, that we are logging this uh, at the end of the world here, so yeah. that's good. <laughs> yep. I'm just kidding. No, but uh, I wanted to actually start off today, man, talking to you about something that I've always been fascinated. And I, I'll give, I'll let you plug yourself because I don't know your handle exactly, but uh, you have a Twitter page. No, uh, no I'm sorry, Instagram. I'm sorry, Instagram yes. page, and yes. it's uh, all about like arrowhead hunting, yes. artifact, artifact yes. hunting. Yes, Texas artifact hunter is my uh, yeah, just go. Instagram page. Yeah, it's uh, tx underscore artifact underscore hunter. Uh, and yeah, I've been running that page for a couple of years now, ever since I started digging here on my new, uh, on the place I'm living now. Uh, and I've had a lot of fun running that page, made, made a lot of, uh, followers on that. I've even encountered some people, you know, just other out, people, who, other people who, no, other people who follow the page. Oh, okay. Uh, like, uh, my neighbor, his, I was over at his house for one of his kids' birthday parties. His brother was in from, from some other town out in, like, West Texas or something. And through conversation, we ended up finding out that he was a follower of my artifact hunting oh, page. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> and man. he was pretty fascinated to find out that all those artifacts he was seeing on there were coming from just a few hundred yards behind, you know, his brother's house. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, you know, it's a small world. So, so did you start hunting artifacts when you moved into this house or have you done it uh, before? No, I've been uh, hunting artifacts since I was in like middle school. My, uh, my father used to take me out to the Indian, uh, the Indian mounds and we would, we'd go dig and I found my first arrowhead out there at a little, at a mound just, uh, east of Bandera and been hooked so ever in, since. In the, in the limestone hills here though. Oh like, yeah. In, no, the, the central Texas is prime it's uh it's nationally recognized i mean you can talk to artifact hunters from all over the country and tell them uh, you know ask them about the central texas and they'll tell you it produces some of the finest stone artifacts in north america yeah wow because that's one thing that i did have a question too that i thought about on my own is like um are there different objects and tools like throughout the state there's different geographic regions in texas obviously right. like are there other places in texas besides the hill country that have like oh artifacts? they're everywhere they're everywhere yeah. they, they cover every square foot of this continent you know i sure. mean not not i'm not saying that there's literally one land every square foot but i mean yes native american sites are all over this continent, they're all over cin North, Central, and South America. Yeah, you know, some places are just more consolidated. Some than places others. are a little bit more consolidated than others because of the uh, natural resources that were out that were uh, available. Like in Central Texas, there's lots of natural springs in yeah. Central Texas, so this would, especially back then, these springs would have been running a lot more, a lot stronger than than they're running nowadays with all the wells drilled into the ground around here nowadays. Yeah. People uh, pulling out of the river, even oh, possibly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Know. People pumping right out of the river. They do that all the time out here. Uh, and, I mean, I have a creek on, on the back of my place that is only... Uh, it's a seasonal creek. It only runs after we've had good long rains, you know. Uh, but back when the Native Americans lived here, that would have been a full-time creek. That's why the, the site is situated right next to the creek, you know. So at one time it's on that, a flat that would have spot been, right yeah. there, just uh, right before yep. a creek with water and yep, 
Man, and so and here also the limestone and the I guess flint is is what is the byproduct of the oh. limestone rock. Is that? Yeah, the the you know I'm I'm not a geologist. I'm not real sure exactly how flint forms yeah, or anything yeah. like that. But we do have huge flint deposits here in the Texas Hill Country. Yeah. I mean, you just have to walk outside and look down. And it was and obviously here flint. then too, because that was only yeah. Oh yeah, years yeah absolutely, ago. absolutely. That's why uh, you know like root beer flint is known, you know, uh, from the central Texas. It's a, a beautiful, I mean, it looks just like what the name says, like a root beer colored, uh, real glossy, kind of polished looking flint, you know, uh, very fine material. I've done some flint napping myself, and it's some of the best material you can get your hands on. Is to flint, do flint napping, napping making your own tools? Right, flint napping your own arrowheads and your own spear points and uh, knife blades and stuff like that. Do you cut yourself open doing that? Ever? Oh, absolutely. I have I have lost some blood. Uh, you know, they say you can't nap flint for very long without cutting yourself. I mean, unless you're using, you know, big, nice big gloves. Some of the people who do it all the time yeah. have nice gloves and stuff that they use. Uh, uh, you always want to use uh, safety glasses for sure, even when you're doing it just casually, you know. Flying uh, up in your eyes. Because I tell yeah, I've had some on the back draw, you'll accidentally nick that flint, and you'll get a face full of flint shards. And you, man, I couldn't imagine one and of then, those things going in your eye. Yeah, yeah. Man. Oh, man. Jeez Louise. That would that'd probably blind you. Yeah, it could, yep. for sure. Yep. You know, because the first thing you do, too, when you get something in your eyes, you start rubbing it, uh-huh. and then and it's this. That's, that's forever. That, yeah. Oh, man. Those little shards. Oh, that sucks yep. for sure. Yeah, that should yep. be a that should be on the would you rather segment sometime, right? right? Yeah, no. Would you, know, you rather I, get flint shards in your eye? Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, makes me think also about you know all the Native Americans who napped flint over all the thousands of years they lived here. Yeah. You know how many injuries and well, and, and how good they probably I mean, were. Oh, That's what I was going to ask. You know. you know techniques. People that do right. it today, like they know like some techniques to do it that make it you know, certain forms and certain shapes and stuff, right. they probably had things down to a T, oh, right? Oh, they I mean, probably had it down to such a system. I can imagine, you know. They, knocking you know, them they, out. Yeah, just knocking just them knocking out. Just knocking them out. You know, some people you talk to, you know, they'll hold an arrowhead and they'll be like, you know, some some Native American, you know, chipped this out for his very survival, you know, not knowing if it was going to be able to get his next meal or not. You know, it's like... No, you know, I think that the, you know, the, 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 uh, the camp flint napper probably had a pile of those things sitting around, Yeah. you know, and <laughs> those are the extras, you know, bro. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, uh, life wasn't quite as, uh, primitive as I, as I think some people would like to think yeah. that the Native Americans lived. Not to say they didn't live a primitive life. They absolutely did. Uh, but they weren't, they weren't Neanderthals, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. what type of tools like even 200 years ago, like because in this in this area, 200 years ago, that's 1820. Right. There's Native Americans in this area. Oh, absolutely. Texas. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So 200 years ago, what type of tools are they using here? For, do you? I mean. Well, I mean, they're using flint tools. They're traditional flint tools. But hammers. Uh, and, and yeah, by that time, they absolutely would have gotten their hands on guns and steel knives and uh, all sorts of of See, commodities from the from the white settlers. They. They, I mean, from from the very first European contact, the Native Americans started trading metal for you know metal goods and guns and 
all sorts of stuff. So you're talking about um, 1600, maybe. Oh, you're talking about the, you know, maybe before you're talking about 1492 yeah. and on. You know, yeah. really. I mean, uh, it's uh, yeah, that's when they started making contact. And but they still trading. used stone. Oh, up absolutely. Until, they still yeah. used stone right up until just about the very end. You know, by by the end, uh, I think that they. You know, by the and when I say by the end, I'm talking about like the very, uh, the very end of the of the Indian Wars there in the 1880s and 90s. You know, uh, when uh, pretty much all the tribes yeah, had been, they went, had been yeah. moved to their reservations yep. and stuff. You know, by that time, they probably wouldn't have been uh, using very many stone tools. Now, I'm not, I'm no expert on what their culture was at that at that time. Maybe the, I'm sure there were probably a few people who. Held on to the old traditions and stuff. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Just like with any culture. But at some point, it's like, why do I keep doing this if there's all these other things available to me at that point? You know, because it it, it changed a lot from the 1680 to 1880, somewhat to change. Think about that, too. There was a lot of change there. That's what what we, that's something that's crazy to me. And one more time, tell every, you could say it on here just so, so people that can hear your. Instagram handle. What is it again? Yeah, uh, Texas Artifact Hunter. TX Artifact Hunter. Yeah, and that way yeah. you can like physically see some of the things that that he do, that you find out, the, yeah. out of the ground here if you're into that sort of thing. But uh, I think it's fascinating that, and I catch my I'm, I talk about I'm me really. When I think about history, I think about it being like, oh man, in 1820, man, they were probably just like living just completely rough and different but oh absolutely and, yeah they were yeah, well they, they were they were to, <laughs> they were. to an extent to an they extent, were yeah but you know i am surprised by the technology that they had and yeah. the wherewithal that they had you know and they weren't just stiffs you know they right. gambled and right you know played oh, yeah. games and, oh they were I humans mean, yeah they exactly. were humans man they were people they were just like us we dehumanize you know? them that's, exactly. That's exactly we do, right. we I do. De- yeah no, yeah, no, mo- most people do. Yeah, most people dehumanize it, people from the past, and we, you know, we see them as just they must have just been these stoic people who, who you know, never, never laughed or anything like that. Made no, mistakes. They were, they yeah, just, no, they yeah. were they were people just like us, man. Yeah, you know. Uh, lately on Facebook, I've been seeing a lot of uh, colorized old videos. I don't know if you've been seeing them. I have the yeah. ones from uh, from like eighteen nineties all the way through like the nineteen tens. Yeah, I could you really know? watch stuff like that all day. I really could. Yeah, you know, oh, I'm yeah, dude. I'm very fascinated by it, that. To, to watch those, and you just, you know, just watch the mannerisms of the people. Watch the kids come up and look at the camera yeah, and wave. Yeah, yeah, wave. Yeah. Even, even you even see the adults take notice and smile. Yeah. And, and, you know, to just to see people from back then smile is irregular to us. And when you was know? the first video camera? Because I think I saw one from... The, way yeah, old man you know? you know i don't know exactly but i think i saw one from like 1890 yeah so i mean there there could have been them in the 1880s yeah that's i don't crazy. think there were video cameras in the 1870s yeah I, I, yeah just yeah. just from my off the top of my head knowledge i don't think there was video cameras by then and uh, we're talking about a hundred years later we have computers oh yeah it's it's incredible the the, the 20th century was just uh, absolutely unprecedented. Probably we'll probably never uh, encounter a a technological boom like the twentieth century was ever again. You know, I think. Yeah. I mean, we like to think that in the twenty first century we're getting all so you know, but I think most of the technology, most of the real noticeable 
advancement we've made in the 21st century is is in our pockets yeah. you know it's the cell phones it's the it's the social media it's the uh it's the online aspect and the digi- digi- digitization yeah. i don't know what the word yeah, is yeah it, it's not industrial but, uh, it's technological right. in this in this right. era for sure i mean that's you know we're going to watch this thing grow and form and have a life of its own and then you know evolve into the next you know if, if you know i mean that's yeah. well i guess we're not going to live to see that because oh, well, forms so like that I take mean, a no. long time to go i guess right. but i mean the industrial revolution that's kind of what we're talking about too is really the industrial revolution started way earlier than it started before the 1800s right i mean it started oh yeah yeah it started around the 1700s yeah, yeah so it went on for what 250 yep. years you know yep. and the technology the technological era probably really started you could say 1900 if they have video cameras right. back then, right? I mean, yeah, that's no, I that's, mean, yeah. that's the beginning of something, yeah. right? right. That's, right? It's birthing itself. Yeah. So that's fascinating to me. I think it's. I just think like, I I I really love uh, the old tools and the Native Americans and the way that they were primitively before they had any influence in the way that they were living because that's like right. that that's there's that well, tells us like, a you know, lot. You yeah, know, well, yeah, no, I mean, it's like I like to you know. People say that the Stone Age ended about eight thousand years ago. Uh, you know, maybe in the in in Europe and and Asia and Africa it did, but here in North America, the Stone Age ended about four hundred years ago. Yeah, you know, that's, that's what I, and I mean, and that's just that's fascinating to think about. Mm-hmm. You know how yeah. you had these two, the two large land masses on Earth, basically. You know, the Old World and the New World. And completely separated from one another for thousands of years, you had these two. You know, while, while Europe went through its its Iron Age, Bronze Age, uh, you know, medieval times, all that. It, it, while all that happened over there, you were still basically in the. You know, basically yeah. had. I don't. I don't. You know, I wouldn't say Stone Age. The Native Americans did learn how to forge uh, certain metals like copper. Yeah. You know, so they did the, the the Native Americans. They did advance past the Stone Age. I, yeah, you know, absolutely. I think, I think absolutely. Stone Age kind of yeah. knocks yeah. them down a bit. Yeah, uh, I know what you mean. Yeah. You, don't, you don't mean right. the, the I don't actual mean like Stone Age. Stone Age. Yeah. yeah, you mean still living like, off the land. Much living more. off the land, and no, many of them were nomadic. They had uh, developed agriculture. So I guess, so I guess that in itself, just the fact that they had agriculture, kind of yeah. eliminates them from the Stone Age. Yeah. You know. Uh, but uh, you know they didn't uh, they didn't have any large livestock, really. You know they had turkeys, they had uh, a few uh, small fowl uh, like guinea fowl, chicken like yeah. animals, sure. uh, chicken like birds. You know, uh, and they also had domesticated dogs. Uh, but they didn't ever they never you know the horse went extinct. In North America, at the end of the last ice age, uh, a lot of people don't realize the Native Americans didn't have horses until the Spaniards brought them over here. Yeah, you know, uh, and uh, you know they didn't have cattle. You know, they had they had bison, but uh, the, to my knowledge, they never domesticated them. You know, yeah. Imagine uh, how quickly they wanted those horses when they saw the horses. Oh man, yeah. It's probably something that that was a very it, like you know quality asset back yeah. then to have you know you can yeah. change your time getting places and not be so tired and yeah right oh man but, but the native americans they were known for their ability to cover 
Yeah, a lot of <clears> to ground. To cover distance on, on foot. Yeah. Like, yes. Well, absolutely. living that way with the earth, man, it, it it's like a different, it's really, it's a different thing, man. It You just, you beat differently, oh, you man. know? Yeah, that, that's, absolutely. Well, that's yep. a cool, I just, I thought that was a cool segment to start off with because, man, I'm just fascinated. I love it. And I do follow that right. page and I, I, I like seeing stuff on there, even though, I mean, I don't really dig or anything. Not that I wouldn't do it or I'm not interested in it, but right. I just, I don't go off and do it as a hobby really. But man, to see what comes out of the ground is like unbelievable oh, sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. so we live here in the cent- the central part of Texas and we probably have some sort of a bias to that with this next segment that we're going to talk about, yeah. I would say. But, uh, <laughs> The favorite towns in Texas. What are some of your favorite towns around? Man, some of my favorite towns that you've been through. Because I have not, co- yeah. I have, I have not been through every town in Texas. Complete yeah, no, disclaimer. There's no I, way yeah, I have covered by them all. any means. Have I? You but, know, that's a that's a tough one. You know, because I've uh, I've been through a lot of just little bitty towns that I really think you know that that uh, that stand out to me. My favorite towns are usually the smallest ones I find. You know. Yeah. <coughs> Yeah, ones Excuse with me. history. Yeah, no problem. Ones with history with them. There's Excuse a lot me. of. There's in the sm- in the smaller smaller towns the, like the historical markers and stuff are still left between them. Right. Pretty available off the highway most of the yeah. time. Yeah. And then uh, I would say here's one that I'll give you. Uh, there's it's two of them in the same kind of area would be Marfa and Alpine. You talked yeah. about West Texas. Right. Those two towns are really cool. Both of them. Huh. Uh, and really all Marathon. And then you get down, it's not a town, but you head into the Big Bend and like Terlingua, just that whole range is kind of its own, it's like the Wild West in a sense, you know? Uh, Yeah. That's one area that I really think is cool. And if you've never been to that town, that would be one that you just, like go to Alpine, you know, or something, that would be the town to go stay in a hotel and be able to like go to all the towns and visit if you're going to just pass through or whatever, go to Big Bend. Uh, Alpine's a good like it's a, it's like Kerrville. I don't know. It's the size of a small, you know, five thousand people or something. Yeah. It's a college town, you know. I think to some degree. Right. Uh, but that's one that sticks huh. out to me. Yeah. You know. No, and I guess a small town. You know, a small town right here in this area that really sticks out to me is uh, Utopia. You know, I, I really I, I like Utopia a lot. You know, I think when I drive through there, I really get the sense, uh, a lot like Medina here. You know, the, of a, of a real community. Yeah. You know, a real a real tight knit community and I and I really like what they've done with uh with the middle of the town. You know, one thing I really admire about Utopia is that they have a uh they have a central little town area where they can have festivals and they can have town, you know, town Congregate, events and yep. stuff, you know. Yeah. Con- As a matter of fact, uh, on Halloween, they yeah. they set up everybody in the town sets up right there and you just go table to table, you know. Really? Yeah, and I I like to go to their they have a little craft festival there once a year where people yep. come up and sell things they make, you know, and uh, I, I love stuff like that. I love little towns that have things like that and yeah. things like also, the, the street sale here in Medina. Yeah, that's you know? a good one. Uh, but uh, what I was going to say about Utopia is that, you know, uh, they have they have all of this with no, uh, no incorporation, no local government, you know, but they still have a local town square, with historical markers, medical center, and, little medical building. They yeah, do you know, I mean, medical building. Yep, and uh, you know, and I, I, I think that that's something that uh, that they should hold on to. You know, all little towns like that should hold on to it's that. You know, you, can, don't, you sure. know, yeah, dude, there's no reason to, 
incorporate yourself, you know? I agree, you know? Yeah. yeah especially now, you know? Especially right now. Now right. it's time to be pushed into that. If something's yeah. working for you, yeah, don't... There's no reason to change it, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, that's, you know, time always changes things to a certain degree, but Utopia is a great example of a great town. It It's almost directly in the middle of Lost Maples and Garner State Park, Yeah. too. And, and then, you know, right... It's in the Sabinal Canyon, the Sabinal River Valley. Right. And so it's close enough to the Medina River Valley and also the Frio River Valley. Yep. So it's really right in between. It's really a cool town. It's really a cool town. I'll tell you another one is uh, in the, in this area. And again, we're so biased. I know there's such yeah. cool towns. I'll try to think of one. I, right. I actually do have one uh, uh, b- after this one. But Hunt, Texas. Have yeah. you ever been to Hunt? I feel like I drove through there once, it, but I never visited it's, anything. It's the Guadalupe headwaters. Yeah. The headwaters of the Guadalupe are up just north of Hunt, and right. it just is just amazing. I really? mean, Yeah, I mean, yeah. you got to pay to play up in a place like Hunt. Right. You know what I'm saying? But at, I'm just saying, geographically, it's so beautiful up there, man. Yeah. The roads are just, you should travel that road one time. Right. You know, and go that whole stretch of road. It's just awesome. It's cool. And then the other one I was thinking about, there's a place called Gun Barrel City. Have you ever heard of Gun Barrel City? No, Look I it up, man. Look up Gun Barrel City. That was the craziest. Gun Barrel City. I went to this music gig, uh, and I was going up to Lindale, Texas, oh, way over East Texas, and I was trying to take yeah. as many back roads as I could, and I passed this little lake. Maybe it was Lake Whitney. I could be wrong about that, but it's one of, it's one of the lakes right before you get into Gun Barrel City. It's right, right on a lake. I, it's not Lake Whitney. It's another lake. And I don't know which one it is, but, but uh, and then you come over this bridge, over this lake, and then uh, you come up into this little town, you know, and yeah. it's like not like Medina size, maybe like Bandera size. Right. And I saw this guy riding a bike with this big basket on the back, and he's got like a long beard, and uh, he's wearing like a tie-dye shirt, <laughs> and I could tell he's probably a veteran. He might have even been wearing like a veteran hat. Yeah. You know, and he's just cruising down. He's got some goods in his basket, and he's cruising around down his bike, and he's right in front of, it said, like, uh, Guns and More, or, you know, like yeah. the Guns and More store, you know, Guns right. and Ammo store, and I just thought, dude, like, it was a interesting town, you know, just yeah. being the tie-dye shirt, and then right in front of the, you know, I don't know, it was just, right. that stuck out to me. Yeah. I, it's not some tourist destination or anything, right. no. but it just, yeah. going through Texas, I was like, Gun Barrel City, dude, that's a crazy yeah. name for a town, but right. cool. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I feel the urge to visit every little small town I drive through, man, you know, especially when I see one that has a downtown district that looks like it's actually uh Still, still got a little heartbeat to it, you know. Still yeah. got a little life to it. Stephenville think, is a good example yeah. of that. I don't know if I've ever been through there. It, it does. It has what yeah. you're talking about. It does have that little heart square that has businesses around it. Right. That was a great yep. idea of people back in the day. Like even in Taos and Santa Fe, yeah. have the squares of like. Uh, you know, like Brady, Brady, Texas, right up north of Fredericksburg, yeah. has a town square like yep. that where it's like the uh, the courthouse is in the middle, yep. and then the the road makes a square around the courthouse with a bunch of businesses around yeah. it. Bandera even yeah. kind of has that set up kind if it, of, could, if it yeah, could pull it off kind of, all the way. It needs bit. to, you know. Yeah. They're, there's a there's a big church behind the courthouse in right. Bandera that has that whole back half. So m- much respect to them. That's yep. theirs, you know, and keep yep. that the, the way it is. That's theirs. But uh, the other two sides and the front side is the fire station. 
So that kind of is what keeps it. Two sides don't have it. But on right. two sides, it does. Yeah. It has a taxidermy and a bakery uh-huh. and then Chinese, Chinese restaurants. Yeah, China I, did, bowl, I didn't really think you know? about the bakery and the but, taxidermy. I mean, they it, are kind of a little road, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you could, you know, it could be done up a little better for sure. But right. Brady, Brady, Brady is, is one. a great example yeah. of, a, of a town like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, but I, I just, man, it kills me when I drive through some little town and Every every single building in, in what you can tell used to be their downtown district is just boarded up and vacant, closed. That just man, that you know, that really kills me. You Do know? you it's notice that more here. in the railroad towns? Yeah, you know, I I think uh in fact, uh, there's a little town right by Castroville called Lacoste. I don't oh, know if yeah. you've ever heard of Lacoste. Oh, yeah, man. A lot of yeah. my friends live there. Yeah, yeah. Now the that De Leons, a, man. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, a lot of my friends live there. A lot of them. Cool, a lot of man. them. man. Yeah, I go there because there's actually a, uh, a muzzle-loading shooting range out there. A little muzzle-loaders club. Uh, I'm not part of the club, but, uh, but I know a guy who is. So we, uh, he invites a, a bunch of us out there every year, and we go... We shoot our muskets, you know. I got a sixty-nine caliber smoothbore musket that I like to go shoot. Uh, and uh, but anyway, uh, about Lacoste, it's a great little town. I mean, railroad uh, going right you know, through the, there. Yeah, railroad right through there. You got then there's the little the little strip right there next yeah, to the railroad. Reen's, Reen's place used to be right there too. It was an old like bar that used to have live music and really? even one of my friends Claude, Claude Butch Morgan, he's a very popular South Texas musician yeah. and he uh, and a great guy and great musician, songwriter, right. and all, he does it all. Uh, he he used to, you know, played at Reen's place and when it got torn down he made a nice big long statement about Reen's place and that's Lacoste, yeah. you know, and it, yeah. it but it did it had a vibrant you know, it did have some things. It had a restaurant, I think, even right there next to it. Right. Probably still does. Um, yeah, and, well, uh, when I drove through, I guess a couple months ago now, but it it, it, it didn't look very vibrant. I'll say, yeah. you know, yeah. No. Well, I'm saying vibrant back in the 30s, probably, oh, okay. like when yeah, the railroad okay, was really because it was you. like you said, it was an old railroad town, just yeah. like I was talking about. Yeah. It's a perfect example. And Dehennis, yeah. Nippa, Canippa, uh, Nippa, Nippa um, yeah. um, what's Sabinal? All yeah. of those towns. If you if you travel there, you'll see those beautiful old historic buildings up and down. Mm-hmm. All nothing, just old, dusty, but still re- reparable. Yeah. A lot of them are oh, still yeah. reparable for they sure. Don't, but but nothing. Uh, nothing gets done with them, man. But you know, but and I'm and I'm saying this, and this is one of the things right now, is man. This is the problem. In some ways. It's the problem with people moving from other places, right? Is yeah. that you get a new attitudes, new mentalities towards life. And sometimes that's good and sometimes it's bad. Right. You can't stop that from happening. It's been happening since the beginning of humanity. You yep. can't really stop it. But it also does bring things like more investment to places like this. So you could see towns like that get reinvigorated with new money moving and buying yeah. houses there and started starting business there and moving from places that did have like a little cafe that had music and now they say, you know what would be great in this place? If we had a little cafe with music, we should do that. You know, that yeah. should be our retirement. And they move out here and they get excited and you could see that start to happen in a lot of these small well, towns. Uh, I think we've talked about before about how, uh, you know, the, the there's a population boom in, in Texas, you know, and, and there's also a kind of a mass exodus from the large cities right now and those people are moving out to the countryside 
and a lot of them are moving out into these little countryside towns. Reboom <clears throat> the towns, you know. <laughs> uh, and yes, it will it, it will reboom the towns, yeah. you know, absolutely. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it'll be up to the towns itself, though, in that to uh, determine in which way they boom. Like I don't know, I'm yeah. not really saying that right, but I mean, no, I understand. Well, I mean, here, here becomes you know, the problem. You were talking about you, incorpor- you could either have like a renaissance of the American small town. Right, or you come or in you could have yeah, a I corporate you. I nightmare. Hear I hear you. You know man. what I mean. I, I think yeah. the corporatism, you know, man. Yeah. And actually, uh, you know, I I I had said something online, just kind of goofing off and being a smart ass about like what we need is another Dollar General. Oh you know, my gosh. and and it's true. Did, but did, have you seen the one that <laughs> popped up in in uh, Polly's Peak? Yeah, but I did hear that they're going to shut the one in Bandera down and move it out there. I did hear that. I don't know if it's true, but I did hear that. But either way, there's too oh. many of them. Oh, but man. one guy that, that I respect a lot, he was a friend of mine in, in school growing up. And uh, not really always a great friend or anything, but someone that I always really respected. I liked him a lot, and I still do. Right. And uh, he said, you know, I build, I help build those Dollar Generals, and they feed my family. And I know there are too many of them, oh, but man. there's going to be a lot more of them because, trust me, we have contracts for years. And I, do, and I also very much respect that fact. But the, I do also believe that if we weren't doing that we would be doing something else do you know what i mean right. like the jobs would still be there in other ways if we all had our minds on different things you know but uh but i don't criticize someone for for taking a job there or doing something building those buildings right. it's not a it's not a criticism of those people yeah. it's a criticism of the policy and you're right the towns have let that go but that's the problem with you were saying like incorporating a town is when it comes to a certain point when enough people move there they can start to vote and have, you know, Certainly, majority yeah. vote, and they can. You can now incorporate right. a town, and so that's the benefit in incorporating a town early before. If you see it's going to happen, right? To incorporate yeah. it and put in place the way you want that town to go, yeah. because then people have something to latch onto. I think people coming yeah, from like the outside harder. moving in will respect your identity and even try to make it better if you have one. Right. If you don't, and you don't respect your identity, no one's going to come yeah, in there and respect yeah, yeah. it, and you're going to become, you know, the, you know, the bad side of town one day. You know, right. is what you're what you're going to be, and like. Well, you'll you know you'll become a shell station. I've always is pre- what you'll become. You yeah, exactly. You'll become a you know, really. yeah. You'll have you'll have you know? you'll have all yeah. these corporations I mean, that in- yeah. The cor- the mega corporations. I know they bring some jobs and stuff, but it's really to be said what they really do. We. We're totally talking about small Texas towns and which ones were pretty, right. but it is relevant to this. It really is. No, because no, absolutely. When you, you know, yeah, you, know but... you bring these, it, and I'm not, again, it's not a criticism to the people who work there or do those jobs. It's not. You know, you, you like you're valued and you could do things in life that are great, even yeah, if you absolutely. didn't work at those corporations, you yeah. know? I, it's not those people. But when we do grow and as towns do change, you do just hope people keep that in mind as like, what when you have a lot of mom and pops on a main street and you know 85 percent of the businesses in your town are owned by people in your town that Mm -hmm. participate in the political you know all participate and it's not like it i really do feel like that's a more healthy way of Mm -hmm. of going about life and and absolutely it, it's you know, just something we should really think about as we move. Oh, especially little towns like Medina, man, because you yeah. know that is the case right now. About eight, you know, about eighty-five percent of the businesses in Medina. In fact, probably more than eighty-five percent of them in Medina. I mean, heck, I think the Family Dollar is pretty much the only one I can think of that's not locally owned. 
Yeah. You know, uh, even even the Ace Hardware, though Ace Hardware is a uh, franchise. No, that they, is they that's are, a locally they are owned locally store. Locally yeah. owned. It's it's actually Medina Hardware. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. That's as yeah. local as if you go down yeah, there and meet just, them. That's as local as you go. That is an old timey. Yeah, uh, hardware store. I love that place. It's got the wooden floor. It's got I, the. It is. The, I love a that real old timey hardware store. I love it's the. Awesome. I also love the ownership and I love what they stand for. I love what they do there. Oh, you know, yeah. they, they're a real. Yeah. They're a real. What they are is they're a, they're a hardware general store for their town, man. Like yes. legit, like they. For the town. For the town, they yep. do. They, they're they're great, yep. man. And the old timer is a really cool store. And I, again, they're yep. a store that struggles their butts off, man. Like in. This world because of other trying to compete as a gas station, but oh yeah, man, well, I hope that got, store sticks they, around. Yeah, well, the only uh, pretty much the only thing that's keeping the old timer open right now is is the fact that they're the only gas station in town. You know, I think when that changes, and it will probably change sometime in the next five years, I would imagine five to ten, ten years. If there's not a major chain gas station in Medina in 10 years, I would be very surprised. Yeah, the Dollar you General, know? or the Family yeah. Dollar kind of opened the, up When the Family box. Dollar moved in, you know, I, and, uh, you know, I've I've uh, grown a bit, in my opinion, of the Family Dollar. You know, it, when, uh, when, when they first moved in, you know, I was very staunchly against it, you know. Uh, but they have provided jobs to the town. They have kept the store looking nice, a lot nicer than what I've seen a lot of family dollars keep their stores looking like, you know. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, we've learned to, you know, we've learned to accept this one that's in our town, but I've told people before, you know, this does set a precedent, and before you know it, there'll be a shell station across the street from it. I don't and, uh, see. I I think you see, yeah. and I agree with. I I feel for you because I feel like a, one of the reasons that you probably have changed your mind on this, the same reason that anybody would, is because you know people who get jobs there who yeah, really oh, use know, the place. I know, I know pretty much everybody who works. So in the store, so it, you get you this know? personal level, but yeah. we have to set that aside when you're oh, talking yeah. about like the future of like humanity and the way it's going. Mm-hmm. And it's like one thing you can say is like buying just cheap stuff that you really don't really need if you really and and a lot of it you do. Right. But I'm saying like just that general way of thinking like those the, there are things we should at least think about. Yeah. And I'm not against growth at all, you know, right. like it's, I would love to see it, but when you let these mega corporations come in who benefit, they don't pay their employees very well. I know damn sure they oh, don't. Yeah, yeah. And they oh, never yeah. will because it's not their model. Right. Like is that the best way to set up your place? Like right. like yeah, your th- community. you know, let yeah. let's think of another way to get goods to people that you right. know, we can even buy goods closer to home. You yep. know, that we're not transporting from other places all around the world and not to say that there's a bad thing there's things you can transport from other places i'm not against that either right. but it's just that way of thinking i don't think that is moving backwards you know right. i don't think that's i don't think that is going backwards in evolution i think that is thinking far ahead and being more cautious of the way that you know the world's not overpopulated it's overpopulated by the means of the way we live today right you know if we start to think about like Okay, instead of having a Walmart just because we're all bored and just want to go shop there and buy shit that we don't need. Right. Like, maybe we have, like, river parks and bike paths and, like, we, like, do nature stuff or, like, you know, I mean. Yeah. Have mom and pop shops, resell shops. Um, right. they Reuse shops, you know, shops with, like, 
like Medina Street Sale goes on, like have a shop that's there that just has that all the time. And yeah. you see stuff no, like yeah. this in small towns that we like a lot. You see a lot of yeah. antique shops. It's something yeah. that's that's really, you know, vibrant around this part of Texas. Right. And I love seeing it. Like Fredericksburg, another really cool town. Johnson City, great town. That whole stretch of uh, 290, you know. Right. Lano, up a little north. Um, so as it's changing, mm-hmm. man, and as, as people move to Texas, I, I guess, though, you know, all these beautiful small towns that – that we talk about, you know, if you do right. end up moving there, always be cautious. It's not about taking your politics or take that's all that's all for the birds. It's really about just respecting the heritage of where we live, even the Native right. Americans. Like think about yeah. the Native Americans that were here. I I love living out in the hills and thinking right. about that. The oh, last yeah. people that were here. That's one of the I know it's kind of lame, but like honestly, that makes sometimes I just love it. I love no, being yeah, out here. Absolutely, and... I, I, I think about that kind of thing all the time. You know, uh, one thing you know, I, I was just thinking about you know with the uh, like the family dollars and the WalMarts. You know, uh, do you know as far as as far as I know, companies like Family Dollar and you know Family Dollar, Dollar Tree, and Dollar General, they're all owned by the same company. Uh, and as far as I know, now I've ne- I, I've got to admit I haven't done any sort of delving into it. But as far as I know, uh, they don't they haven't taken any sort of bailouts from the government or anything like that to stay afloat. They are a product of pretty much pure capitalism, you know. Uh, so I mean, like, what would you say to like the 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 staunch libertarian who believes in in pure, you know, ca- uh, free market capitalism. No, I don't think I don't think they should be banned. I, mean, you know, I don't yeah. think they should be banned. Right? No, no yeah, I think no, this is a complete moral issue. Right? It is it nothing is, to do with yeah. political. Right? You know, I'm saying us you know. as people. I don't think someone needs to come in, especially with right. what's going on today. The right. last thing we need is more people telling people how they should live their lives. That's right. not that's not the answer. I don't care yeah. what I believe or what you believe, or what someone believes. Telling people how to live their lives, especially from other cultures, that's not right. going to get us anywhere. That's yeah. not the way to go. I don't. If these Dollar Generals go till the day I die, I'll be happy just the same. Right. You know, I'm not going to ruin my life and be yeah, exactly. I'm just yeah. yeah. I mean, I do do <laughs> I think like it's me foreseeing like years to come. Right. You, we can't keep throwing the, having this type of waste. Right. It just can't continue. No, it's it an ju- unsustainable it's, system. It, it absolutely is, especially if we're talking about even staying at 7 billion people. Right. If that's where we flatline, you know, and say, you know, it, the population kind of sets itself or whatever it happens, you know, right. like, it, it, I don't think it's too many people. I just think you have to really think about the way we're living. I, yeah. You know, I mean, I think that's the major thing. And no one, no one wants to be the first to give that up, you know, and say, hey, there's too many people in the world, so right. what's another solution if that's the case? That's kind of me thinking that way. Right. And even going back to why I started, when I started talking about this, because one of this guy I really respect, you know, he brought that to my light. Like, dude, I, I feed right. my kids because of these buildings. Yeah. And it does. I respect that wholeheartedly. And if it means that he can't feed his kids or build the building, just build the damn building. Right. Let him feed his kids. You know, I'm I'm all for it. But I'm also a believer that if our focus wasn't on that job, and you know, right. and you know, if mom and pop said, "Hey, I want to build a building," he could build a mom and pop building right. or restore that. I mean, yeah. there would be another availability right. somewhere. Well, yeah, it, it's just like when the Family Dollar came to to uh, Medina here, you know, and I was like, a mom and pop could open a uh, a grocery store in Medina. But, you know, the fact is, nobody did, 
You know, no, yeah. nobody has. So that's, there was no grocery point. store in Medina. So, you know, it's so Family Dollar, they saw their, they, you know, they there's a vacuum. Anytime yeah, there there's a vacuum in the market, somebody's going to fill it. And, yeah. if, and, if, and if local, private mom and pop people don't fill it, it's well, going to get filled the, well, by now, these bigger Well, fatty, now this machine, you know, now this mach- the machine that is these big corporations have such great lobbying groups right. and lawyer groups that... You know they can right. come in and do anything they want now. They just have right. they have such a machine. They they have lawsuits going all the time. Right. It's nothing yeah. for them to just. That's keep what it I was rolling. getting at earlier when, when I asked about like the you know what would you say about like the, you know, that's what I was saying. I didn't really articulate it right, but I was trying to get at you know what happens when your mom and pops don't fill a market. You know if there's a vacuum in the market that doesn't get filled. Somebody's gonna fill yeah, that vacuum no, always, you know. Absolutely. Always, no, absolutely. And uh, you know, and I and I think that's what happens in a lot of small towns is you've yeah. just got this middle class population. Most pe- most middle class people these days cannot afford to just up and start. They're you know uh, maybe like a some little private business out of their garage, but not a full brick and mortar grocery store. Yeah, and you when, know that's quite the investment. That's man. right. They can't even afford you to know? shop at those grocery stores <laughs> yeah. a lot. They can afford you to know? shop at the dollar store though. Yeah, you see, you and know? that's what it is. Yeah. It is, and you know, it's a it really is a catch twenty two in that regard. But again, if the way we look at life, so like if communities are really, you know, more vibrant and really more productive, then I right. do believe there would be more opportunity. But it 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 does not come down to politics. It comes down to the way we look at life yeah. and the way we look at our communities and the way they work. You know, it's not, it's not, I mean, we have, you have to work together more in a town to make it run more efficiently. There's right. no doubt about that. If everyone's off doing their own thing, working in the city and leaving and bringing some money back, but you're basically middle-class, no one's investing back in your town. Yep. You are open for that. You're right. right. But I also would say this in this particular time, a year ago, Everyone would have a, a a good point with any dollar store, but today I will say that I think it's a complete travesty that dollar stores and things have been able to stay open and other people have had to close. That's very because good point. that is messed up. Yep. Because that is not capitalism. Nope. That is the rules is for that, yep. the, rules for rules for some, me not and not for, for me. All. Whatever yep. it is, and that's yep. messed up. Exactly. And that made me have a real distaste for it because I was like. Right. You know, I know people that have businesses that are like, I'll do anything. What rules do you want me to follow? Let me keep my business open. Yep. Let me try. Please. Yeah. They were begging for it, and they, they, they were, were getting fined. No. And I think that's messed no, up. No, absolutely. I completely agree with you there. That's so, not capitalism. You know, so and th- I just had this conversation with somebody the other day, you know, saying, oh, look at the, you know, capitalism this, capitalism that. Look at what capitalism has done, you know. And I, and I commented on there. I was like, what capitalism? I'm, I'm looking around at society, and I... I don't see any capitalism. Just about the last vestiges of, of real, true, free market capitalism I see is is like what we were talking about earlier, your little street sales and, and crafts markets in your little towns like this, you know. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. capitalism? When, when you, what you've got now is this corporatism, this cronyism, yeah. well, where government favors corporate, you know, corporate companies, just like you were saying, you know. The, the mom and pop shops, they got to close down, but your corporate companies, oh, you guys can keep your stores open. Super sketchy. You know? Yeah. Super absolutely. sketchy. That makes That's, me super you know, sketchy. That is not, what you know, other favors are they getting that we that the mom and pops don't know about that they're having right. to go through all this BS to get their business started and all these new licenses and where Dollar General is just like boom, 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 boom. You know, just they don't have to go through that same stuff. Like what we were talking about just a second ago with, you know, it's a huge investment to. 
to a brick and mortar grocery store to if somebody wanted to start their own just their own private one location brick and mortar grocery store that is uh, not only is the building itself and all of the stock to go into it a huge investment it's also a huge gamble you know yeah. to, to not be a, a known franchise grocery store yeah. you know that's that's a huge gamble you have to uh, find and, all uh, these different distributors yeah, and you know that's not and easy. uh you know just doing that in itself is is enough of a pain and then the government goes and puts all of these you know you got to have a license for this a license for that you've got to pass all of this and that and, and i mean it's it's just it's almost like they don't want us to be to to start our own things, it's almost yeah. like they're tr- they they're trying to make it such a pain to start your own business <laughs> that we don't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and that really is that's pretty much what they're that's the way it's looking. You know. Uh, yeah, I get super yeah. sketchy. I definitely, I definitely have become more cautious to just hate things for because the sake of hating them because I'm stuck right. in some young ideology that I don't even know. I'm just young and pissed off or whatever you yeah. know or too you know young and excited maybe i should say not pissed off but uh maybe excitable right but i do think that the older i get and the more and especially now that all this man now that now that the covid lockdowns happened and things like that man i just think that the the corporations and the government in the united states and by by i think somebody had posted this quote of mussolini explaining fascism his definition yeah and I know this is a loose term, fascism, but from what I was taught, fascism meant was the merger between state and corporate powers. And by that definition, I would say that's exactly what's happened to the United States. Oh, yeah. And this only further proves it to me. And it right. just a byproduct of that is the Dollar General. It's not the people that work there. Right. Those people are good people, man. They're just yeah. trying to feed their families. I am, they're Ameri- I am all for those people. I, yeah. I, they're American citizens just from all over wherever they're from have their stories and they're just here for a better life i'm not like it is not a knock on people like that when when you are outspoken about that and the older i get i want to make that perfectly clear because the last thing we need is more division and stuff but it is something to say is like how well are they paying you like i mean dude you could probably and i'm saying i mean only this would run out too but i mean you can go get a job as like a ranch hand and get paid more than you can get paid at those stores, oh, yeah. I guarantee. You can yeah. go cut cedar down for people and get paid more. And yeah, it's more physically, more physical labor. But there right. are other things you could do. Yeah. And uh, cedar clearing, if you're not completely devastating oh, the land, yeah, no, it, you know, it's not a, not an unhealthy thing to be doing. Pretty much an option for any uh, <laughs> for any able-bodied man or woman around here is yeah. cedar, always yep. cedar clearing, always cedar so, trees to be cut. So, but I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, there's always other options, and I just I hope that people do think about stuff like that because. When we talk about problems in our country, like you can vote for anyone you want to at the end of the day. That's right. not going to stop. Oh, yeah. That's just not going to stop. As long as we have this, this system that we have today where these corporations have so much pull. And someone just said this. They're like, I mean, Donald Trump is about as, you know, he's not a politician. He's not, for sure, he's definitely up there, okay? He's got his shenanigans. Right. He's a oh, freaking... Yeah. Oh, yeah. We all know it. I yeah. I definitely know it. I I, yeah. I you can tell. You don't you're not a billionaire and don't know more shit than other people. He's he's right. in the club to some degree, okay? Yeah. But he's not in that pol- deep political club and that's become obvious with the way they hate him so much. Yeah. But 
it just goes to show, man, there are so many facets to the way this government works. You know, you've got the CIA, you've got the FBI, you've got the judicial branch, you've got the Congress, you've got the American people, you've got the media, you've got the special interest, you've got the corporations, you've got everyone has this massive say so that's bought in. And everyone's pulling at this one guy. Yep. I mean, there's no way that you can go in there and be successful. It does not matter who you put in there. You Okay, The Rock. Vote for The right. Rock in 2024. People will hate him by, yeah. tw by 2030. Yep. It's just the way that it's going to be because you're putting people in a system that is impossible to succeed. You know, that's the way yep. I see the American system because it's... <clears throat> That's not the way that it was set up to no, be, man. No, absolutely not. You know what I mean? And the only one that has ever, to me, hit the nail on the head with that is Ron Paul. Oh, yeah. Ron Paul, gosh, man. We, you know, we, we had our chance as a country in 08 and, uh, and, and 12, and we, we passed it up, man. I mean, yeah. we, they, they just they shoved him to the side. What they did to him was was criminal in some aspects, man. I mean, the, the way they just did not let him get the spotlight. That was the Republican you know? Party. Oh, absolutely. Really. It was the Republican Party. Because he didn't make it out into the federal yeah. election. You no, know? no, yeah, he didn't make it past the primaries. But but people uh, were climbing on <clears throat> fences to see him. I mean, it was amazing oh, what was happening was, and what was going yeah. on. And I, to be fair, the Democratic Party did the exact same thing to Bernie Sanders. And I think we've talked about that yeah. before, but yeah. they, they did. And... Those pop that's exactly right though. Those populist movements don't make it because no. there's they 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 would invoke too much change. Yeah, right? or, or at know. least try to. And yep. again, there's too much of a machine up there. Exactly. They to, would try to to get that. You and know, that's uh, it, that hearing that though opened my eyes to like we we really it's going to take some type of serious conversation beginning to kind of overhaul what we're doing here right. for it to be successful. I mean, it, that's just the real Oh yeah. Yeah, it's Hard going to take some sort of serious conversation or serious event or so, serious something, you know. Uh, yeah. Are, are we know, in it right now? Gonna, are we in the serious uh, event? Are we, I mean, I don't know. We'll find out Tuesday how serious of an event we're in, man. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, just with COVID and yeah, everything, no, like the lockdowns. Yeah, we're, in, we're in quite a... I mean, you know, I, I don't know whether people reading back on this in the history books will take it seriously or laugh at it you know uh yeah it's some of it has just been such a joke you yeah. know such a joke yeah i agree but, yeah well we're gonna get into that in the last segment yeah. a little bit yeah. i did actually want to bring that back up but uh we'll jump to this segment because we just uh so again some small towns in texas by the way we started on yeah that that's segment. how we started <laughs> but it's okay yeah, yeah, it's we're okay. independent thinkers yeah and we you know we thought independently and we Dude. that's where it took us Warning, tangents may happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, I, I will say another couple real quick. Concan, Lakey, that whole side. Yep. Uh, you know, that whole that whole area. And then you go down to South Texas in the valley, like McAllen and Harlingen. Some of those towns, too, are real cool. Right. And uh, oil field towns, too. So, like, really cool towns and vibrant a lot of ta times if you're into that sort of thing. But... Uh, let's see. Segment four here, man. This is the this is the fun one here. Would you Ooh. rather? Okay. All right. Yeah, we both have to answer these questions. Uh, it's not just for you; it's for both of us. So, number one is: Would you rather swim in the Choke Canyon Reservoir during alligator mating season, or swim out by the Gulf Coast oil rigs miles out in the ocean? Both you have to swim for thirty minutes to an hour, both waters. Oh my goodness! 
Man, I or guess, an either. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna have to go with the uh, the oil rigs. I guess <laughs> I I don't know. See, maybe I think you'd have a less chance of getting bit by a shark than by an alligator. Maybe. Yeah, I yeah, don't know. yeah. I mean, for those who don't know, Choke Canyon Reservoir <laughs> is uh, south of Pleasanton, Texas. Uh, just what west of Three Rivers, Texas, and it's a just a reservoir down there, and it has the American alligator, but by, by yeah. a you know a good population of American alligator. Yeah. Uh, I would probably take the oil rigs, man. Yeah. I think I'd take the oil rigs. More yeah. open water. Uh-huh. You know, I've seen people snorkel down there, and what I would do is just get like a snorkel on and just snorkel around those poles. You know what I mean? I'd feel yeah. like a little bit safe, like you know, there's not like as long as it's not like in the open, open ocean. Right. You know uh, what I mean? I think it would be in the open. Well, open it would, ocean. but if you if you <laughs> the metals around you, like you feel a little protected. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, nah, I'd feel oh, I feel so scared. Oh, dude, I tell you what, I, I I don't do the when I go down to the coast, man. I go out into the water. I go out into the water about top of my chest high, dude. When when my feet start coming off the ground, I, and you know that's kind of, that's that's even. That's a stupid way to even think because most shark attacks actually happen in water where you can touch. Yeah, you know? really. But yeah. I, they, they that, really do. Yeah, well, and that's usually uh, where people are mostly. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but just something about you know when you're treading water in the ocean. I don't know. It's just yeah. for me. That's just. Whew, I showed I really you that like video the one time I believe of the shark biting that biologist. There was a team of biologists yes. out swimming in the yes. open ocean. And, there and comes all that of a sudden, white. man, I mean, these things, they just move so fast, dude. Yep. It's like, they can cover miles. And like, you're in there for 10 minutes, you think it's only 10 minutes. In 10 minutes, they're, that shark's moved a long way if uh-huh. they want to. That's freaky to me, oh, dude. dude. There's like, it gives me the, the chills be, to think about oh, that. Man, yeah, no, I don't. There's nothing yeah. worse than, to me, there would be nothing worse than maybe an alligator death roll. That's why I picked the ocean. But yeah. there would be nothing worse than looking down under that water and then just, just seeing see that shark it. right below you. Like, oh, oh man. man. I would, like, I lose Have it. Have you seen the video of the dude scuba diving in this, like, real murky water and just out of nowhere, this, like, probably looks like to be at least a 12, 15-foot-long great white shark just right over kind of clips his head almost the, the shark almost looks like it kind of clipped his head and oh, yeah. kind of reacted and oh my goodness dude there i tell you what that water would have been brown hey, he if screamed I was right he made, yeah, he, he, made a, he made a little yeah. whoo sound <laughs> yeah i tell you i yeah now that 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 water would have been brown oh <laughs> for sure been, for sure if I'd have been in there, man. <laughs> that'd be great right <laughs> if all of a sudden the water just goes brown on the camera <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, dude. Man. No, no, thank you. That is yeah. just yeah. Insane. I mean, there's been a few too, man. There was one where the guy's spear fishing, and then he's coming back up, and yep. he's got his catch, and the shark's like trying to bite him, uh-huh. and he's like stabbing at it. I just, I don't see how people go out there and do that. That takes a real set of balls, dude. It, I'm it just, really does, man. There's I mean, no way you are totally when you are in the ocean, you are no longer top of the food chain. Yeah. I mean, it's That's like walking the, I, through the African I mean, savanna. Really. Yeah, yeah, you're not top of the food chain out there either. No, or, or like in, in India. Again, yeah. we'll go on to the next one, but in India and in place in India along some river there yeah. where the tigers just eat people like they're, you know. Oh, all the time. I mean, it all happens a lot. It it's does. a crazy number. It does. You know, and it's yeah. like oh, when you're not the apex predator, I mean, even out here, if you run into a mountain lion, yeah. a mountain lion versus yeah. a human with no weapon, 
Oh, I'm taking yeah. the mountain lion. Oh, absolutely. You know, same same with, I mean, you run into a, to a, to a group of pigs that decides that they want to get rowdy with you. That's true. You're, you, man, you're, you're pretty, That's true. if you don't have a, some sort of tree to climb or yeah, something like that, that. That would be the only thing, water or trees, yeah. right? Yeah, That'd even the, water, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe deep water. Yeah, they don't swim as well as yeah. you, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah but like a shallow but, water. Yeah, just running yeah, through the, it, yeah. Sure. But, uh, but those but big yeah, cats, absolutely. man, they're oh, a different man. game, man. Yeah. They do it all, like a bear, you know. They do yep. it all. They swim, you know. Yep. I don't know if the big cats swim, but either oh, way, yeah. sucks yeah. not to anyway. be the apex predator. Right. The ocean, you're definitely not that. But I would pick the ocean over Choke Canyon because... Man, that murky, muddy water in Choke Canyon with yeah. those alligators, dude. I've seen the size of those alligators down there, like, in person. I've seen them. Really? You know? Oh, oh wow. you can see them yeah. down there. You go down there. If you go on a boat in Choke Canyon, yeah. you can see alligators for sure. Oh, it's yeah, not but... It's not hard. You know, it's not the right time of year. Right. You will run into some. Huh. Uh, but that's cool. Uh, okay. Let's see. Would you rather have a moon bounce or a pinata at a birthday party? Can't be both, dude. I know this oh, day and age would yeah. go both. But. I to say, I do. I usually do both at <laughs> yeah. Vikings birthday parties. Uh, but uh, if you had to choose, moon bounce or pinata, if you're a kid, if, oh, especially if I was if a kid, kid, I get probably the moon bounce, man. I mean, I don't know the. Me the too. Pin, yeah, you know the pinata. The pinata is fun, but it's a, you know it's uh it's over. It's over when it's over. You know yeah. the moon bounce is there. Yeah, and I know. would also say as a parent yeah. and a kid, I would choose moon bounce uh-huh. because. My kids are either going to burn energy or store up a lot of candy energy. Yeah. I'm taking the burn, the energy, and the moon bounce for yep. sure. Yeah. All right. Here's this one. This is not a Texas-themed one, but I figured All this right. one's kind of for you. Regular Nintendo or Nintendo 64? Oh, man. By regular Nintendo, I assume you mean like the NES? The yeah, like the Nintendo NES. Duck like, Hunt Mario. Yes, exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> Those are both just legendary, man. But I guess I'm going to have to go. I'm a nostalgia guy. I like old nostalgic shit. And so I'm going to have to go with the NES, man. Yeah. Duck Hunt. Yeah, Duck, Duck Hunt, Hunt yeah. dude. It always fascinated me how accurate that gun is, dude. Those little discs could be down to a single pixel on your screen, and yeah, you can still yeah. pick those things <laughs> Yeah. Up. But, Don- Donkey Kong but, was on there, too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Uh no, those are all great, man. You know, I, I don't play. I play all sorts of vintage video games, and it's 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 funny. Like nowadays, you know, PS2 is like a vintage video game almost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really yeah, is. And I it. and I can remember when PS2s came out. You know, and, and they were they were like incredible, incredible yeah. for their you know at their at their time. But uh, but no, yeah, I would, I would have to go with the uh, with the super. I mean, the uh, the NES. The NES. You skipped yeah. the Super Nintendo. But there. was the Super Nintendo? Did that come after the NES? Yeah, it was, I think it was this NES, and it, which is short for Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah. And then uh, the uh, Super Nintendo, and then I think the Nintendo sixty four yeah. came after the Super. I mean, Nintendo, if someone wanted to choose mistaken. Super Nintendo over yeah. both of them, that'd be fine yeah, too. Yeah. You know, oh, I would yeah. say I, I mean, would say Nintendo sixty four. But only yeah. because Mario Kart. Oh man, Mario Kart! I mean, Diddy Kong Racing too, man. Oh, I don't know yeah. if you ever played Diddy that Kong was, Racing? That was that was early, but that was that was yeah. NES, right? Or was no? That... Diddy Kong Racing was uh, was uh, Nintendo sixty four. But the it wasn't just carts. You had planes and uh, yeah, yeah, hover yeah, yeah, yeah. hovercraft and stuff Diddy like Kong that. Diddy Kong Racing, man. Diddy I, Kong Racing. I know I heard of that one. game. I probably did play it. Yeah. I probably didn't. Yeah. I, I know I've heard of that game. Diddy Kong and, Racing. Uh, 
Super Mario 64 is great too, man. That that's probably yeah. the best Mario game ever made, if you ask me. Yeah. Super Mario 64. And that's like Mario Party Ooh. came out on uh, that. So I yeah. think that I'd probably choose it because those the games got better. They did. The, the nostalgia did. of the system, even like Atari, you're like, oh man, this is so cool, dude. Yeah. Like this is, but. Uh, yeah, I would say Nintendo 64 right. probably fit with me, but I don't really play video games. But if I were gonna play a video game, right. I would damn sure be playing Mario Kart or something. Oh, dude, I, I, that, that's yeah. the one. I tell you, my my kids, my son, he loves playing Pac-Man. I've got a little one of those things that you plug right into the TV, yeah. and you can play Pac-Man and Galaga and Dig Dug. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's got all those classic arcade yeah. games. Yeah, see, I like it, those know? too. And uh, no, my my kids, they're gonna be the weird kids in school, you know, going like. What games, you know, all the kids are going to be playing their Xbox 360s yeah. and my kids They're are going to be like, like yeah, we got our own arcade. We, we play we play Pac-Man. Yeah, for real. They got an, Yeah. For 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 those of you listening at home, we're sitting about 5 feet away from uh, from an arcade machine I have in my <laughs> in my garage, the real Ghostbusters. <laughs> we got soda machines, arcades, yeah. and we we're, we're That's good, right. dude. And then the last one here, man, the last uh would you rather and this is where we can kind of tie into our last segment, maybe. Yeah. Uh, would you rather have a three-month mandatory lockdown, or would you rather, knowing what you know about the illness now, would you rather catch COVID-19? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I think I'd rather, I think I'd rather catch the COVID-19, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I would much rather catch the COVID-19 than to be told to stay in my house. And that's just me being real. I'm not trying to make fun of anyone or anyone who's been hurt by any type of illness in the world. But we're all going to die one day. That's a fact. You know, I would much rather take my chances I yep. think with the COVID-19 especially knowing yep. what we know today about it oh yeah with the survival it's, rate yeah and <laughs> I can you know thinking about what segment about, five segment yeah. five real quick so, yeah, what this is, is segment the, five, it's really dude. yours oh it's well, okay I'll, I'll, yeah no, uh, it's you know speaking of the, the great overreaction you know uh, we were talking earlier about uh, Governor Newsom you know and his uh, his Thanksgiving mandates uh now apparently, if apparently, this is just coming out in the last few hours, but apparently Governor Newsom's, uh, uh, what do you call it, governor's office or whatever, they, yeah, they yeah. released a, they released a statement saying His that, team. that yeah yeah that they that that uh, they never released these mandates, you know. That you uh, by the Thanksgiving mandates, and, you mean he was saying basically. There was a list of mandates that, and Governor Newsom, Gavin Newsom's the governor of California, and you know I think I think the jury's out about the guy. I think most people do not like him and, and yeah. don't support don't support his policies. I should say. Right. But he came out with this list of 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 Thanksgiving and Christmas do's and don'ts. Oh, it was ridiculous, man! It was uh, you know no, no indoor gatherings. All your gatherings had to be outdoor gatherings. No more than. Uh, Two households. Everything. Oh, I'm ha- sorry. No more than three households could be there, and that's including the hosts. Yeah. So that means you can invite no more than two households over to your house for. Uh, and then you know it said, uh, you can go inside to use the bathroom. So don't worry, folks. You don't have to crap in your yard. The government is going to give you permission to go inside your house. But it has to be well sanitized. It, yeah, but it has to be a well sanitized bathroom. But yeah, don't. Don't worry. The government's giving you permission to use your own yeah. fucking. Bathroom. People had to. People had to log in. People had to like yeah. sign in, like where they were from, and you had yeah. to have a list of people to turn into the. Yes, go- yes, so that's he, right. But, I forgot about so, that. So, but he came out and said, "You said that that had kind of been debunked. That he had came out and yeah, said, yeah, I, I saw it. 
reported on a couple of news sites. Not, not nothing huge. Uh, I saw it on Yahoo. I think that he denied it. Yes, that he denied. You know, this is uh, people reporting that he was denying the allegations. I think it was on Yahoo and uh, what was the other one? I think uh, Deadline, something like that. Even really but, though, really though, I will say, and while you're looking, that you can look. Yes, it up Deadline. Yeah, and on Deadline. So, but either way, either way, to me, like. That's horrible. That that's that's. There's no way that will fly. People will just right. absolutely not oh, yeah, not respond no. to that. Yeah, that, they, no. they, they, that 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 is, is done. People right. will will not listen to that. They'll no. they'll break that that law for sure, no doubt about it. Right. But I will say that even if he didn't, even if he didn't put that out, there's no backtracking on the things you've already done. Yep. You know, and uh, I think especially like, yeah, I mean, there's just been. I, I would really like for somebody who is a lot smarter than myself to be able to run some of the, the logistics in the years to come about the exodus of California if it really is true and if it oh, you know it, and, and if true. it really is happening I, I do agree yeah. I think it's true to some extent I do I mean right. obviously big people because of California you see physically people famous people people we all know that leave Maybe. right yep. but um, you know, is the reason is the reason they're leaving, you know, because they don't want to live in Los Angeles or San Francisco, or is it m- political? And my are you, I think it is political. I think man. it's political. I really it's do. I think you know, you can't put words in people's mouth. But right. now, I don't. I don't think that means that every person leaving, you know, California is a is a you know red blooded conservative. That's not. That's yeah. not. You know. That's not definitely not that what that means. In fact, you can see the. Uh, you can see the effects of it, you know, of them moving to the to the more conservative red middle states. Yeah. You know, uh, I think that you will start to see the effects of that, of not just from the West Coast, but from the East Coast as well. The uh, They're going to start to uh, strain out into middle America. You know, middle America, the flyover states, you know, they're, they're the last real, real entrenched conservative stronghold in America. And I think that they're not they're not going to ignore that. And, and uh, a lot of, I mean, we were talking earlier about the dirty politics of, of the election and stuff. You know, I mean, the Electoral College has a lot to do with, the, you know, I mean, it, pretty, it is the thing that elects the, the uh, president. Yeah. And the, the flyover states, they are not to be, uh, they're not to be forgotten. You know, yeah. they might not have a lot of uh, electoral votes. But there's a lot of flyover states, yeah. <laughs> and they and they and yeah. They I, but up. I do also wonder how many of these people that are leaving that have been burned by the, this deep control in of politics will really say uh, like will it really change start to change the way they look at life, like you know. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's they're not going to become like red blooded. You know, they're right. not. It's, it, by taking the red pill, they're not even going to really take the red pill. But does it start to be like? No, I don't. I definitely am going to be more cautious with the way politics works. Like, or are they not? You know, and that's yeah. a that's a whole other question. Like, it's going to be interesting to see what the outcome of this exodus is if it does exist. I agree with you. I think it does exist. I would really like right. to see what some of the numbers and stuff really are. Yeah. You know, but back to the whole COVID thing because I I really this this whole thing, man, is just crazy to me because if this number is true and I. You could debunk this too, because I have done not much fact checking, but I've done enough fact checking to 
to know that I I believe there is something to research deeper into myself. Right. And that is in from September, October to January 2019 to 2020, um, the flu was really running rampant. A lot of people were complaining and catching the flu. The numbers were very high. You can look up articles and stuff going back. It's like, this is going to be a bad flu season. A lot of people are catching the flu. After January into February, those articles really are non-existent anymore. You know, you see the flu basically disappeared. Yeah. Um, You know, and really... You know, the springtime, as seasons transition even into the warm, the flu doesn't just go away. You right. know, I mean, it doesn't happen yep. like that. And I'm not trying to drive some stupid conspiracy home. I'm asking right. a legitimate question is like, if indeed, and I think even, I, I want to say, I don't listen to Ron Paul as much as I used to, but I did hear, I think I heard him say something yeah. no, about, about the flu, uh, that he, he was talking something about, the rate of the flu has gone down like an astonishing amount since COVID-19 began. And if that is the case, then, and I think he even talked about maybe like lung cancer and things like that, like yeah. dropping how many people, are, you know, and like, so, yeah. I mean, if, it, 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 you know, in hindsight, it's always 2020. I might kiss my own ass for this, you know, like it really, maybe it's just a fallacy and the flu is really going on and there's a lot more people dying, but if indeed it comes right. out in the years to come, as they start to take numbers that the flu disappeared during COVID-19, does that illegitimize COVID-19 to some degree? If the flu yeah. just disappeared during this, and then I when mean, yeah, I would I would say that it's definitely representative that there were some false COVID-19 uh, death reports that were most. I mean, that's just like with anything, you know. I mean. If you really want to know how bad COVID-19 was when all this is over, just compare your death rates. Not your COVID-19 death rates or your flu death rates, your overall death rates. How many people died this year? Yeah. Compare it to how many people Have died Have you seen any numbers year. on that? Uh, yeah, and, and you know, the numbers, they're, in fact, I think they're lower in 2020. But, but uh, at the same time, Lockdowns 2020 is yeah, not over, and we did go into lockdown, which means... Fewer people were driving, fewer people were traveling, which means yeah. you had fewer traffic accidents, fewer traffic deaths, you had fewer... Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think at yeah, first... Fewer everything. I think too at first, because I, I really am not a hater of a person. I, I don't want to live like that. I, I, I think that's an unhealthy way to live. Right. And it's, and it's unfortunate. And when a new illness comes up, like, it is very important to be cautious. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is, especially when we live in a country like ours where we know... A vast majority of people here are unhealthy, yeah. right? And it, it is very good to be cautious. I'm not against that at all, but we're this is we're eight months deep into this, right? Or yeah. six months deep into this, whatever we are. No, we know a lot more months. about it now. You still got people running around with masks on. Yep. You know the mandates are still coming out. They're getting trying to get stronger with it, saying second wave this, second wave that. At this point, what's the survival rate of this thing? Oh, it's like I mean, ninety nine point. You you cannot punish people whom are healthy and are confident in themselves getting it and getting through it. You cannot punish people for that. You just can't do it for that long. It's just, it's not a solution. It's not a long-term solution. Wearing masks and locking people down, that's not a long-term solution to a problem. Yeah. You know, now if you want to talk about like getting people healthy, educating people, doing a better job as a government, a government, as leadership to put out more accurate uh, information about what makes people healthy and what not. But when you have 
eighty percent of your population running around just ready to die from something. Yeah. It's a hard stick, and I'm all for helping people and making people healthy because we're all going to die one day. Every single person on this planet is going to die. Yep. Believe it or not, that's yeah. not a. There's no. There's no yeah. conference. Yeah, controversy just, in that statement that's right. for sure seven billion people are here seven billion people are gonna die yeah that's that's a fact yep but when you do what you do is if we do have this system where we all depend on each other when you when we allow ourselves to become super unhealthy and then something like this happens now we all have to share the burden right so if that indeed is going to happen, let's get more healthy. You know, let's let's talk about immune systems and different things we can do to to try to mitigate this from happening. Right. But wearing a mask and locking people down, man, there's just too much. Wearing a mask, I I, I like I don't care if someone wears a mask; it doesn't bother me. Right, yeah. But I don't personally like to walk around with a mask on, dude. Yeah, I don't no, I don't either. think it helps. No. I really don't think it's making the difference or not. And I don't I think it politically being the way that I think politically and the way that I, I grew up politically thinking, right. uh, I don't like to put a mask on my face and being told that I have to. Yeah. Like if all the top scientists in the world, I mean all of them, unanimous across the board, would like I'm telling you right now, there's the there is no... If yeah. y'all wear a mask, you're going to get sick. I would wear a mask. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I think there's a lot of people out oh, there yeah, that are yeah, saying, yeah. dude, it's a... Yeah. You're it's crazy. Not, they're not unanimous on the science, that's <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yep. And uh and you know that really that that really shows the uh politicis politicism politicization of it yeah. all, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, because science, you know, the thing about science is that it works off of data. And the data is all the same. All the scientists out there, they're all working with the same set of data. You know what I mean? Uh, it's all just about how they are interpreting yeah, the, data, the data. You know, and that, that's with that's with all science. You know, and there's some areas of science where ninety nine percent of scientists agree on something, and those are usually areas of science that aren't political. You know. But then when you have areas like uh, like climate change or COVID-19, then you get a, then you get this big split in the scientific community and it's like why is that happening? You know, how come the whole scientific community can can agree on something like, you know, evolution or something like that, but you know, not no, on nobody's the pandemic. nobody's <laughs> yeah, nobody's getting elected over whether or not, you know, uh, yeah. you know, evolution's true, but Politics do teeter on uh, climate change. Politics do teeter on COVID nineteen, and yeah. so you see this big split in the scientific community. It's like you shouldn't. See, if if you're truly using science, if you're truly using the scientific method, then this big split shouldn't be here. If you're both using the same that's set true, of data, man. that's a great point. Know, that's a great I point. Mean, really, yeah, it is a great point, and uh, I do think that you know, obviously. Uh, an issue like this is is not going to win you any fans one way or the other. You know, I think people are tired of hearing about it in a lot of ways, and my, me myself, I am too. But the problem with the problem with this was harder to express to people before, but the longer this goes on, the easier it gets. The problem with giving 
the it's not so much that I'm against people having to wear masks if they ha- if we all agreed that this was the best thing. You know what right. I'm saying? Like if really unbiasedly they that was the best thing. But man, when you give these politicians the power, yeah. two weeks to slow the curve, six months in, we're still there's still people locking down. Yep. Still mask mandates. So when this goes away, now when the flu comes up do they say everyone wear a mask like when you give them this power it doesn't go away like they start to use it now it has become a political tool that they can use yep they feel like the government i don't whatever party right they'll they'll both use it i guarantee you they'll both use it when it comes down to their party getting elected either one would use it right you know and that's how you know party politics works right I mean that's just that's just how human nature works. Yeah. So I mean really. Yeah. Yeah. So you I take mean, something like this and and you use it and and yeah. I mean I just I piss mean, caution in the wind with this. I think this is a bad. I I think if we want to talk solutions to getting people healthier, to helping people out, to definitely when you're around people that are more, you know, uh, susceptible to things like that, is being respectful and not breathing on them and yeah, wearing a mask right. if you're around people, whatever. If that if that makes them feel better. You know, that's fine. Like if someone were to, if I was in a setting around somebody that I, you know, in my community and they were like, I'm just really, I get sick really easily and it just really makes me uncomfortable if I'm around people not wearing a mask. I would probably as a person put, just put on a mask for that person right, to right. make them feel better. And I think most people in this country feel that way and that's why they just wear a mask. Yeah. But like, we're talking about like stopping a virus. Like we're just, that's just not going to happen. Right. At some point, we just have to realize that that yeah, life's just gonna have to go. Yeah, at some point, we have to. I mean, and, and people are giving Donald Trump crap about the statement he made at the at the uh, debates where he pretty much just came out and said we we have to learn we gotta learn to live with it, you know. And uh, and then by you know of course Joe Biden came back and he was like we gotta, people are learning you know people are learning to die with it. You know, yeah, like, well, well, you, you can know, say the same pe- thing about yeah, the flu. You can people. Say exactly. You know, yeah, we people are learning to die with a lot of things. Yeah, from you know, car wrecks and plane yeah, accidents. That's, that's and, life. You know, people yeah, die. You know, yeah. uh, and it's terrible. We're not. We're we're, we're certainly not yeah. trying to uh, to diminish. Yeah, the, you know, we are it's, going it's, to die yeah, from something. Right. Absolutely, and you know, I mean, the goal should be to you know try and not die today. You know, that that should always be the goal. You know, of anyone, but uh, but you know, yeah. But you also have to live. You gotta live. Yeah, you gotta learn to live with it. And I mean, what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to wear masks for the rest of our lives? Like, I mean, because when when COVID nineteen is gone, there's just there's all there's just gonna be something else. I mean, really, when there's a big surge in the flu or i think i really do think that even when covid19 is gone when you get surges and stuff like the flu masks i think masks are are here to stay i think that uh even if not permanently i think that there will be phases of them in the future yeah they'll use it as a when, tool a yeah, political you know, tool I, I think well they that, absolutely uh, are and unless something yeah. changes because again when you give people this power, another thing that, that, that could be here to stay that I don't I don't think it's here to stay, but I think especially when things get bad, they could use this is lockdowns. Yeah, because no, now the tools in the belt. It, yeah. it, I mean, cats out man, bag. If you watch, do you follow Australia 
at all? A little bit. Australia, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a, I think it's Melbourne, Australia. Dude, yeah. they are in a complete shutdown. I mean, they have been in a lockdown for like a, an, an obscene amount of time. Now, what are we talking about when we say like lockdown? Like, don't leave your house. They unless tell them you where to go to work. To. Yep. I mean, absolutely I mean, have to. All really? the bars were shut down. All the restaurants were shut. Anything accessible. Like now, things are starting to kind of open up again. They're just allowing this. But it was a bad lockdown. You look up, just look up Melbourne, Australia. Yeah. Some of the worst places. New York City obviously had a bad uh, thing go on there, but that was with like nursing homes and things. I right. think was the primary source of that, which is horrible. Yeah. But uh, they, so there's places like that still in lockdown. California still in lockdown. You know, and uh, man, I just feel for those people, dude. I feel yeah. for those people because you know, at the same time as I as that sad, you're like, oh, you want people to catch COVID? No, I don't. Yeah. And if they do, it's sad. But at the same time, right. I think about somebody who saved up twenty five, thirty thousand dollars and said, okay, I got this. I've got one year. I can try to start this business. Yep. And then they sit. Now they have to go from squid. Then no one's going to give them that money back. Nope. And and you think that's just money? No, it's not. That's no. years of their life that they earn. That money's attached to something. Believe it or not, it yeah, doesn't no. just come out of thin air. No. It's attached yes, to hard work <laughs> and blood and sweat and yep. tears and sacrifice. Yep. You know, and that's what's really attached to when people are earning it. And and they go out and then they start this business. And now you tell them that they have to give that up, all their dreams and aspirations. Right. And I think that's that's just a load of crap, dude. Yep. And I think that's a horrible thing to do. And who wants to do that? Whoever right. wants to do that's a psychopath, I think. Yeah. Like if you have that type of control mindset, because yeah. but again, no, I mean, but I mean, they're know, here to stay. Yeah. They've and been done now. And it's like you were saying earlier, you know. I mean, you've got all these little, go- you know, these governors and these, uh, and even smaller than governors, you've got these like city mayors and city councilors who, really, I mean, you think about a year ago, most people in this country probably couldn't have even named their mayor. Or their city councilors, yeah. and I guarantee you, a lot more of them can now. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I mean, really, I mean, when you when you put that kind of opportunity into the hands of people who have this, you know, imagine being a mayor for you know five, ten years. I don't, I don't know how long mayors can be in office, but uh, and then one day this offer, most of the people you govern over people don't even know your name, and then one day. You just get this big opportunity dropped in your life. Oh, I can, you know, I can do this. Oh, look at this new power power I have now. And, you know, oh, they know my name now, don't they? Yeah, I mean, and uh, I mean, that might be a little cartoony, you know, that's that's probably a little. Yeah, 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 sure. But but yeah, you get what I'm saying is that when, like I said, it's it's, human nature. It's human nature. nature. It's not some conspiracy. When you put somebody in this position. That it's going to happen. Yes, exactly. And again, it's really not even, I I hate for it to be because there's just so much hate. And I I really understand where the frustration it comes from. But, you know, could we be the first to not have a violent revolution? Like, you know, and and again, you know, because there definitely needs to be some type of an awakening of thought in this country if we're going to move forward. That That is uh, apparent in this election. If anything is apparent in this election, that's obvious. Yeah. If we're going to move forward in this country at some point, we're going to have to have a real talk about the way this country is going and the way that it needs to be run because we're there's have obviously... we have the come to Jesus meeting. But it's either yeah. going to be that or, you know, it, then you see other ways. And I just, I do hope that people... I do hope that it always prevails that we don't sit there and just bash people for making like 
there is human nature, and sometimes people just do shit because they're bad people and they just do bad things. But I just hope we do have some patience with people who have made mistakes, because we all make mistakes, dude. We really do. Yeah. And people that make bad mistakes, they deserve to go to jail. They deserve to, the due process of law. And I think that's the way we should go for it. We yeah. already have a great process, and it could use a lot of tweaks for damn sure. Right. For sure. But we have a great process in place. And, uh, you know, I think that when it comes down to, like, these politicians and things, uh, you know, we can't just demand that they all just y'all go to hell, y'all have all made these horrible decisions. I mean, they have. But there still should be some due process. Right. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, and uh, I, I hope that it comes that. But at some point, they've got to hold, we've got to hold feet to the fire. Some, some, there's going to be a, there will be a breaking point. It, oh, yeah. it, they, this cannot continue. Nope. Uh, and and can, I think... It, I don't think it can continue culturally. I don't believe it can continue fiscally. I don't believe it can continue... It just can't. It's it's completely unsustainable, and I mean we're getting to the point where it'll be a uh, uh, un uh, diffusible conflict, you know. In yeah. in this kind of, it will get to that boiling point. Absolutely. Yeah. No. I, you know. It, it will. It definitely will. And I think you know we're we're definitely teetering on it. But it's a. Uh, there's a lot of great people in this country and there's a lot of people that just want to live their life and they just want opportunity to be artistic and to be creative and to have a good job or to have stability in their life. Whatever it is, we're not so far from each other. That's the majority of people. We're not really far from each other. Right. But we've, put, we've allowed ourselves through media and entertainment and other sources to polarize each other for things that don't really matter as much. And when bad times happen... You know, we do get hardened and we do learn from them. And undoubtedly, we will learn from these times, no matter how hard they get. Right. But I just hope that people can come to this realization earlier and not let their emotional, you know, like, for instance, for instance, we, you know, what, if you hate Donald Trump, if you absolutely hate him and you do not want to see him be the president, you don't want to see him succeed, but then he gets elected. And you spend all your time trying to find out everything he's doing wrong. There's no way he can move forward because we have to be together to some extent. Yeah. You know, he yeah. can't do good. He's sitting there fighting bad all the time. And and you know, we got to look at we got to look at people in our country, look at each other, and try to lift each other up. I mean, we more people just have to have that mentality. And if we yeah. don't, then we are doomed to fail. You know, one way or the other. Uh, but with, with in regards to telling people what to do, I personally, I I, I gotta say, man, that's just almost one of my pet peeves. I I can't stand when people tell other people what to do. It, yeah. it really drives me crazy. Like if right. you're an informed person, and you say I am very informed in this regard, I have been around, you know this my whole life and i'm telling you if i were you i would do this right you know i'm not telling you that you have to go do that yeah when people start to tell you like you have to go do something no you you better go do that yeah. you better go do that. i'm gonna throw your ass in jail yeah you bet there that yep. becomes a real problem to me yep. and and that's 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 what i'm saying is you know the yep. mask mandates they're just that they're just another mandate yep you know and uh Man, I, I just, personally, I hope that they go away. 
You know, and that that's my rant on that. You I know, sure but, do hope so, man. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. You know, I took the kids to Chuck E. Cheese the other night. Oh, oh dude. man, dude. I tell you what, dude. Totally, Did Chucky have a mask on? Totally, yeah. No, no. <laughs> no. Did that'd he? be funny though. Did no, he didn't. Oh, he didn't. That, that would be hilarious. That, that would be hilarious, man. If they'd have put a Ray, big, big mask rules, on Chucky. Rules Chief. for me and not for thee, yeah, Chucky. Right. You bastard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but man. uh, but man, it's just oh man, it was so. It's depressing, man. I you know, seeing adults in masks. I'm not gonna. Lie. I would be lying if I said it didn't. You know, it what it didn't bother me a little bit. But it's like okay, you know, whatever. This adult is making a decision. You know, making a choice yeah. to put on a mask. But man, seeing hordes of of little kindergartners, you know, five, six years old, six year olds wearing masks, running around Chuck E. Cheese with masks on and stuff. You know, I mean, it's like, oh my gosh. Let them yeah. have a childhood, man. Yeah. You know, who, we're scarring who, our children. Who of us did, we're we're scarring mean, our children dude, with this. Who, you know, who, who, which one of us didn't get to go to Chuck E. Cheese? I know oh, I went to Chuck E. Cheese plenty on, as, as a kid. Didn't have to wear a freaking mask. And also, you know, they've even changed. I don't, I don't know if it's probably not even from COVID that they did this, but like they don't even do like coins and tickets at Chuck E. Cheese anymore. You know, it, everything's digital in this, like, oh, really? kind of... Yeah, dude, you're given, like, this watch or a card thing or this, uh, not watch, but a wristband kind of thing that and you just pay for time. You no longer pay for coins at yeah. Chuck E. Cheese. You pay for time, you know? Or you uh, can get the chip you know, that they put underneath your skin. Yes. It's the <laughs> Chuck E. Yeah. Chip. The Chuck E. Chip. chip. The Chuck, yes. Oh, it's right. Lifetime it's Chuck E. Cheese coming. membership. It's all coming. You're, you're just going to have this permanent thing, yeah. you know, underneath your but, skin. Uh, but no, I, I, yeah, yeah, we, 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 we don't need to get off on Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> but, uh, Sorry, Chuck. <laughs> Sorry, Chuck. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, yes, I think it's very disturbing to see all these kids wearing masks. Yeah, it is. It, and it, it's it like, how me. long is that supposed... Really, man, how long are we supposed... Are, are, are our kids supposed to have a whole childhood of wearing masks? I mean, is that really what we're gonna, what we're planning on subjecting a whole new gener? We've already, we're not just planning on it. We've already subjected a whole new gen, a whole generation of American children. This is gonna be their memories. They're gonna when when they're in their sixties and seventies and eighties. Yeah, they're gonna, they're yeah, gonna, they're you gonna can't think back on that. this, man. This is. You and know, when you we, read back on the numbers oh, man, of, of this is COVID. This real life. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. we're, and look that's, at what we're doing to our children, man. It's ridiculous. And that's really, I think that's probably out of the whole COVID thing. That's probably the thing that will get me, you know, like we are right now. We're getting fired up. Yeah, no, it gets me. It does. I no, got kids, mom, man. Me too. When I, when me I pick too, them, man. oh, man. I hear you. I, I, yeah. I totally agree. I hate to see it. Yeah. I I think that yeah. that that, that, that <laughs> it's, uh, it's not a long-term solution. And yeah. uh, if... We're talking about science and and illness. It's not a long term solution. If we're talking about politics and control, that sure they'll pull it back out, and we'll know. We'll all know. We already know. Yeah. But but you know, people people in life. If you care about you know yourself and and your family, you know, God intended for us to live. Whatever God means to you, you know, right. even if whatever it is, the universe, whatever. We live and we die. We. Our souls move on. Whatever happens, happens, right? Like that, that is intended naturally to happen right. because it just happens. Yeah. There's no words attached to it. There's no emotions with it. It just 
that happens. Right. Do you know what I mean? And and uh, if if indeed we needed a face covering, I think we would have evolved that way. I, I think I think this has been. I understand that it happens, but right. we have to again. How do we look at life? Yeah. Do we look at life like we we can just if okay if the Earth starts to um, break in half we can just put a bandaid on it. Yeah. It's like no, dude. It's like you know you you just you have to live and yes you can be cautious. Right. But it's not a long term solution. Flat out. I don't I don't care. You're ne- right. no one at this point. No one's gonna make me think that. If something comes along that's like you know a nuclear you know, oh, atomic man. winter or That's something. Any sort it's of like, actual emergency. Yeah, I mean, Shit. you know, I mean, I would, I, I would wear. I'm not against protecting myself and others. I'm not against that. I don't think anyone is. Right. Can't keep saying that and using that excuse of like you're against protecting people. It's not the case. Yeah. You know, I, I'm all for it, but I, I'm. That's exactly why I'm saying. That's exactly why I, I don't agree with it. Is because I'm looking out for others. Because you see where it's going. Yep. It's not going to stop, you know, for sure. But, you know, Chuck E. Cheese, I can't believe that bastard. They're not making him wear a mask. I think that should be, I think they should shut him down instantly. Yeah, right, no, right. I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, don't shut anyone else down. Yeah. Uh, but uh, one more thing I want to say here, and we'll end it on this, uh, is uh, in the Texas songwriter community this week, which whenever you hear this, it might be a year down the road, but we lost two songwriters, long-time, lifelong songwriters this week. Jerry Jeff Walker and Billy Joe Shaver, and I used, usually do like an artist of the, uh, an artist of the, the podcast, an artist Ooh, of the artist episode, of the artist spotlight, you know. And um, this time I'll give it to both of those, Jerry Jeff Walker and Billy Joe Shaver. But also I wanted to introduce you to a song. It was written by a songwriter named Todd Schneider, and it's called Waco Moon. Waco, like the town of Waco, and then like Moon, like the moon. Uh, and it's about uh, Billy Joe Schaefer's son is really what the song is about. He died of a drug overdose, and he was uh-huh. a bass player with Todd Schneider for a while. And uh, Todd Schneider also really loved Jerry Jeff Walker. That was his hero. So I wanted to throw him in the mix too. And uh, if you look up their music and their their Billy Joe Schaefer story is unlike any other man. He wrote songs for Waylon Jennings was the big his big in. But he right. wrote songs for a lot of people and timeless songs that you've probably heard before. Yeah. And uh, he's a great human being. And Jerry Jeff Walker impacted a lot of people's lives too. He really was like the Luke and Bach thing and stuff. Right. You know, Jerry Jeff was huge yep. there with that whole movement. And uh, so they're definitely the artists uh, of this podcast episode for sure. You got to got to shout out to the ones who have made it great. And uh, man, unless you want to say something else, it's about an hour and a half. Yeah, no, I think we've, uh, I think we covered it pretty good. In this Doing the ranting. And yeah, yeah, I think we rambled plenty. Hopefully, people found our ramblings to be, uh, to be productive and informative. You know, <laughs> yeah. or they might have just found them to be the ramblings of two insane Texans. <laughs> yeah. But who knows? You yeah. know. Yeah. But the good thing is is we can all think, you know. We can all think, man. Yeah, and absolutely. we should we should never be afraid to think and ask questions and that's how we learn. That's how you that's how you learn things in your life and are able to make informed decisions in life is by asking questions if something comes up and if someone doesn't give you the answer or is afraid to give you the answer or criticizes you for asking 
ask again. <laughs> uh, uh, but thank y'all for listening. We appreciate it. And uh, until next time, peace out. We want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast, The Independent Thinking Texans. A lot of times, you know, we may not necessarily know what we're saying or doing, but who really does in this world? It's a busy, busy place. Thank you so much for taking the time, though. We do appreciate it. Keep thinking for yourself, always and forever. Have a great day.